the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day, and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead, and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney, and I'm also a bankruptcy law certified specialist who's been certified by the State Board of California's Board of Legal Specialization, if I could get it out of my mouth. (laughs) In addition to my JD, I also hold a couple of master's degrees in law. That is to say, I am a master of the laws of taxation laws, and I'm also a master of the laws of intellectual property laws. Now, both of my great master's degrees in law were obtained from my favorite alma mater, Golden Gate University School of Law, which is located in one of the most beautiful cities on the planet, San Francisco, California. Now, because of my training, my experiences, and my lifelong interest in the study of and the implementation of business and economic practices in society and the roles they play in the lives of everyday people like you and me, I primarily practice bankruptcy law, debt wealth management, estates and trust, real estate, and of course, taxation law. And I'm also proud to say that as part of my practice, I sometimes have the opportunity to seek out and at least attempt to vindicate the rights of seniors as more and more of us fall into that category and more and more of us become victims of the financial elder abuse and other fraud that some charlatans think we're perfect targets for. So, you know, anytime I have an opportunity to squash one of these guys, I look forward to uh, doing so. Now, I'm coming to you again as I continue my voluntary lockdown against the terrible scourge COVID-19. So I'm coming to you again today from my makeshift studios in my home in another great world-class city the always beautiful city of Oakland, California. And I'm coming to you to discuss some of the financial and legal issues confronting individuals, families, and small business owners. However, I must once again preface my remarks by asking you to please note that this show does not provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that's tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you 
with at least a general overall outline of some of the issues that you may need to consider uh, as you seek out and find qualified professional help. Now, I do this because, as I'm known for saying, I believe representing yourself in a legal matter, especially one concerning your finances, is just like taking a butter knife to a gunfight. You will be lucky if you get close to your adversary and she's napping and you might be able to scratch her on the arm with your evidence and your rules of procedure that you understand or even poke her in the eye with some great oratory, but more than likely, you're going to be dead on arrival. Not you, the mortal being, but your righteous claims and your valid defenses will likely see the promised land way before you do. So once again, I'll share with you the purpose of Selma's Law, in case you haven't guessed it, is to discuss the law as related to your money and finances and our overall economic situations or generally the lack of any money or finances. Uh, And and I I want to do this to help you consider what you need to know to protect you and or your family and or your small businesses and or your employees' financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being as I understand these concepts in this non-threatening forum. So, okay, you guys are alive out there in Radio Land, and I've heard from some of you. And you wanted to know more about the bills uh, we discussed last week. So, once again, in case you're just tuning in today, we discussed one bill, AB 1885, which was authored by California State Assembly Bob Wachowski, who represents California's 10th district which includes the southern part of Alameda County and parts of Santa Clara County. Now, his bill, again, AB 1885, was signed by our governor in September and will go into effect on January 1, 2021, just a couple months from now. What it does is increases the existing homestead exemption. So what's a homestead exemption? That is to say, the amount a homeowner can shield from her creditors, or more importantly, a Chapter 7 trustee whose job is to sell your non-exempt assets. That's why you want as many of uh, much of your equity put into the pile that is exempt, because the Chapter 7 trustee has a duty, not because she's a bad guy, that's her job to sell your non-exempt assets to pay some or all of your creditors, and what you get out of it is a discharge of the debts that's not paid off. So currently, the homeowner's exemption for uh, is $75,000 of equity, $75,000 worth of equity if you are a single person, $100,000 in equity for a married couple, or a single-headed household where at least there's one dependent in residence, and $175,000 worth of equity for seniors, people over 65, or if you're 55 years of age and you have a disability. Um, and there's also income that can be saved, but right now we're talking about the equity in, our, in your house. And so increase from those amounts to up to at least $300,000, 
or the countywide median sales price of a single family home in the calendar year immediately preceding the year in which the debtor becomes a judgment debtor, a la file through bankruptcy. Now, it caps the amount at $600,000 and beginning in 2022, it adjusts for inflation based on the California Consumer Price Index. Uh, In effect, AB 1885 is targeted to middle-class California homeowners to enable them to keep their homes in bankruptcy, even if they have to file for a liquidating Chapter 7, as long as they have no more than the named amount of equity in their home at the time they file their bankruptcy. And again, it's capped at 600000 now, the other bill I talked about was, was the one that people were particularly interested in. The other bill we discussed was SB 1079. Now, it also goes into effect on January 1, 2021, a couple short months from now. And it was authored by California State Senator Nancy Skinner who is from Berkeley and has a long history uh, working on city council in Berkeley, representing uh, the region in the assembly. Now she's been a senator since uh, 2016. Now her district includes the cities of Alameda, Albany, Berkeley, El Cerrito, Emeryville, El Sobrante, Hercules, Kensington, Oakland, Piedmont, Pinot, Richmond, Rodeo, San Leandro, and San Pablo. In other words, most of the East Bay. Now, again, beginning on January 1, uh, 2020, SB 1079 requires judicially foreclosed homes to be sold individually at auction rather than being bundled and sold to a single buyer. This is a shift which, according to the press release on Ms. Skinner's website, could help shape how the state's housing market can weather this COVID-19-fueled economic crisis. Now, Governor Newsom signed SB 1079 on September 28th, along with other a bunch of other bills, in, including 1885. Now, um, he, the bill is insp- was inspired by the activist groups Moms for Housing. Uh, now, it prevents corporations from snapping up and bundling homes during a foreclosure auction. Instead, it gives the tenants and the owner-occupier and the families of these folks an opportunity to buy them individually with the COVID-19 pandemic pushing national mortgage default rates higher than they've been in years, the new state law could prove especially impactful. Now, according to um, Nancy Skinner, SB 1079 sends a clear message to Wall Street. California homes are not yours to gobble up. We won't tolerate another corporate takeover of housing. Uh, She wrote this in a press release. She went on to say that under SB 1079, families will have a fair chance at home ownership and our local government will have the proper tools to fight blight. 
Now, as a result of the passage of SB 1079, Section 2924F of the California Civil Code, the code that deals with foreclosures of real property liens, is amended to read, among other things, there's a notice to tenants that must be put out there in any foreclosure notice. It says you may have the right to purchase this property after the trustee auction pursuant to Section 2924M of the California Civil Code. If you are an eligible tenant buyer, you can purchase the property if you match the last and highest bid placed at the trustee auction. If you are an eligible bidder, which is explained further in the in the legislation, you may be able to purchase the property if you exceed the last and highest bid at the auction. Uh, there are three steps to exercising this right to purchase. First, 48 hours after the date of the foreclosure trustee sale, you can call and you have to include a telephone number uh, of, the, of the trustee, and, or you can visit their website, and they have to include the website number. Now, using the file number assigned to the case number, find the date on which the trustee sale was held, and the amount of the last and highest bid, which must be posted. Second, you must send notice, written notice of intent to place a bid so that the trustee receives it no more than 15 days after the trustee sale. Third, you must submit a bid so that the trustee receives it no more than 45 days after the trustee sales. If you think you may qualify as an eligible tenant buyer or eligible bidder, you should consider contacting an attorney or appropriate real estate professional immediately for advice regarding this potential right to purchase. That's pretty heavy. Okay, when we come back, we will continue our discussion of SB 1079. But first, we're going to take a short break. back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law. As we continue our discussion of SB 1079 by California State Senator Nancy Skinner, who represents the 9th District, which comprises most of the cities in the East Bay, and how some strategic planning including the prudential use or use of the protections of the bankruptcy court, maybe, may give an owner-occupier or a tenant residing in a one-to-four-unit dwelling an opportunity to acquire their home out of a foreclosure cell. To me, this is really exciting. Now, again, SB 1079 Homes for Home Ownership, Not Corporations, again by Nancy Skinner, is designed to prevent the scenario California experienced during the Great Recession when large corporations bulk purchased foreclosed properties, causing owner-occupied home ownership to drop to its lowest level in decades. I got to tell you guys, multiple millions 
of folks lost their homes across this country, and it was heavily impacted here in California during the the housing bubble burst back in uh, 2008 and nine. This is prudential forward-looking thinking as far as I'm concerned on the part of the California legislature. So again, SB 1079 modifies the foreclosure auction process to reduce the advantage big corporations had that allowed them to bulk purchase many homes at a single auction. And you know what some of those guys did? They left the houses vacant, hoping that they would increase in value. So the houses went from uh, individuals who were using them as a residence and a place to raise their kids. And some of these houses were generational, you know, black and brown people moved from the South out here to California to, you know, work in the military, bought homes for 10, 15, $20,000 and they increased in value. They, they might have, the owners might have taken out a second. They ended up, you know, placing the house in foreclosure. All of that, Wealth went away, and it increased that homelessness rate here in California. And if I sound emotional about this, I am. You know, God helped me become a lawyer for a reason, and I know what that reason is. I fight on behalf of low-income folks and black and brown folks who I don't believe get proper representation in, in courts sometimes. And so... Here is something that can be very helpful to people who are tenants who want to be homeowners. Because I got to tell you, if you lost your home during the last recession, you likely will not be able to ever own a home again. But with this legislation and some you know, good legal advice, it might just be a way to put more of our behinds in houses that belong to us. Anyway. I'm going to get back to Ms. Guinness press release. Okay, SB 1079 also authorizes higher fines that a local government can levy on corporations and other property owners who leave these homes vacant and blighted to incentivize refurbishing and renting or selling such homes. SB 1079 sends a clear message to Wall Street. California homes are not yours to gobble up. And, you know, families will have a fair chance at home ownership. And our local governments will have a tool they need to stop blight. Right on, sister. Okay. (laughs) You can tell I'm crazy about this bill. During the Great Recession, an estimated 5 million families lost their home to foreclosure nationwide. Wall Street firms like Blackstone Group, sensing an opportunity to make huge profits, brought up large numbers of foreclosed homes at rock bottom prices in so-called bundled auction sales. Today, Wall Street owner owns an estimated $60 billion worth of single family rental housing in the United States. Many who lost their homes have never fully recovered. And owner-occupied home ownership, which had long been the primary path to wealth creation and retirement security, plummeted in the last decade. 
In California, between 2006 and 2012, the number of owner-occupied homes nosedived by more than 320,000, while the number of rental-occupied senior uh, single-family homes soared to more than 720,000. The last foreclosure crisis left many residential properties vacant and unmaintained. The takeover of vacant property corporately owned homes in Oakland by four, Moms for Homes, a group of homeless mothers, bought national attention to this problem. Now, by way of reminder, in case you don't remember who Moms for Homes are, uh, here's a, an article published, a brief article by CNN that was published on January 2020. 20. January 20, 2020, a group of homeless mothers who were forcibly evicted from a vacant home they illegally occupied for nearly two months had reached an agreement for the sale of the property to a nonprofit, Oakland Mayor Libby Schaff said Monday. This was January 2020. The group Moms for Housing was evicted last week from the Magnolia Street home they had occupied since November 18th. The high-profile, socially motivated squatting effort had gained traction in a state with rising homelessness. Now, Moms for Housing reached an agreement with the city and Wedgwood Properties. Hmm, I know that group. Chef said, Wedgwood has agreed to negotiate in good faith with the Oakland Community Land Trust to sell the Oakland Community Land Trust the property at a price that does not exceed the appraised value, according to the mayor. The trust, which um, helped to secure affordable housing for Oakland residents, intends to buy the home, fix it up for the group, mom, for housing, according to Shaft. These three parties have come together to really send a message everyone or anyone who cares about this crisis uh, concerning homelessness, according to the mayor. Now, the number of people homeless in California surged 16.4% in 2019 compared with the prior year. This according to the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. So that's who uh, Moms for Housing are. Now, continuing on with Ms. Skinner's press release about this, Corporations that do own homes need to be good neighbors and keep those homes maintained and occupied, according to Skinner. With SB 1079, cities can find levies up to $2,000 a day on blighted properties. Under 1079, during a foreclosure auction, a seller would be prohibited from bundling, bundling the properties together and selling them to a single buyer. However, they will be able to sell them individually, but again, then after the foreclosure sale, uh, the initial bid at the foreclosure sale is received. Tenants, families, local governments, affordable housing, nonprofits, the community, land trusts have 45-day, a 45-day window to exceed the highest auction bid and to buy the property outright. Now, these provisions of 1079 apply to all residential properties with one to four housing units in the residential property and will sunset of its own volition in five years. So how might SB 79 
be used in conjunction with the bankruptcy code and the federal rules of bankruptcy procedures. Well, I'm consulting with several individuals right now on that very topic. And if you're behind in your mortgage payment or your forbearance agreement is about to lapse and you're behind in your rent and the eviction moratorium is about to expire, give me a call. Give me a call, 510-633-1276, or you can email me at selwynwhitehead.com, and I can help you come up with some ideas about keeping a roof over your children's heads. Okay, we're going to leave it there for now, but as always in closing, I like to say here at Selwyn's Law, we want to stay on the right side of the law, including understanding and utilizing laws that may help us and our children stay housed, even if we have to file for bankruptcy. Till next time, mask up. Keep your social distance. Wash your hands. Take care. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the law office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content.